Hello and welcome back to Red Lips and High Kicks with me, Lydia Holt. Thank you for joining me again for week eight. I should probably think of a better intro. I kind of always say the same thing, but I'm always happy you're here and yeah, I'm just super grateful that people are actually tuning in. I actually reached over a thousand listens this week. I just couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't. I was so, I'm so touched and continuously surprised by everyone's kindness and generosity. And it, like I've said before, it means so much to me. So please continue. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, in episode eight, I talked to Hannah Levitt-Collins. Hannah is a dancer slash model slash movement director. She does a lot of work in London and has worked in LA too. She's done shows like X Factor, the Brit Awards, Eurovision, has been in videos with Jennifer Lopez, performed with Dua Lipa, and has even a body double for Daisy Ridley in the Star Wars film. So, you know, she has done it all and been there and probably got the t-shirt to match. She's a really, really cool girl and I just... I loved how much she had to had to give and had to share. I first came into contact with Hannah because she set up a page called So What Now Artist. And as soon as I saw it, I loved it. And it's just a sort of initiative and thing I really like. It's the sharing, it's the openness and the rawness. And I think every time I see something like that, I really think it's a step forward for dancers and performers in this community because we really need to learn to be more open. We're incredibly proud. And I know I really struggled of showing weakness, of, of admitting that I found things hard. And I think that's something that's really positive is happening at the moment is that we are acknowledging that this is a hard life and that it won't always be easy, but you can still have it. You can still go forward, you can still succeed. And I'm really glad that pages like hers exist. So we get into that. So I'm excited for you guys to hear that. She talks a lot about London life and being a freelancer in London. Honestly, I have nothing but respect for people who do that. We're so lucky in the UK that London is our capital city and that it is such a dance hub and we don't really have to move if you're from the UK. But it's so expensive. So it really is hard for those freelancers that kind of have to have that side hustle to, to support them. And Hannah really gets into that and about financing and, and about kind of learning what you need and what's best for you as an artist. Is it a steady paycheck or... Is it actually, you know, taking away your energy? And, and when do you make that step of it becoming a distraction and make that step saying, you know what, I think I need to focus more on myself. It's really, really hard. And it's not something I think is really taught enough about at school and you're not really prepared about. And there can be a lot of shame and, and judgment and confusion about, well, you know, that the side hustle. But it's it's very common for dancers and we really have to do it. So it was really interesting talking to her about that. But I'll stop blabbering on. I do this a lot, so I'm kind of trying to snip down these intros a little bit. But I hope everyone is well. The summer is in full swing. And, you know, I hope everyone is enjoying the rest and recuperation because we need it. But if you haven't already, you know what's, well, you know what's coming. Please give us a rating. Please give us a subscribe and follow us at redlips.highkicks. You know I love it and I love seeing new followers. I can't believe people are doing it. But thank you so much for tuning in, as always. And in the meantime, have a great day. Stay excellent. Hello, Hannah. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so happy you spent some time with me. Well, you've given me your time today. How are you getting on at the minute? Oh, you're more than welcome. I'm so glad to be on here. Um, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm kind of, um, I've come to terms with the pandemic. I've enjoyed it. And now I'm coming out the other side where I'm like, oh God, life's got to go back to normal. So, um, but I'm good. I'm healthy. That's all. So yeah, I'm good. good. <laughs> no, things are, things are good here. It's a beautiful day in Berlin, which always makes everything a little bit better when the sun shines for sure. Yes. Yes. So you have obviously done TV, music videos, uh, award shows, film. I could think probably there's not a, a route in this industry that you haven't touched. You are so multifaceted. But, <laughs> but kind of before we get into that, I'm really excited to talk to you about 
your, the beginning of your career, that kind of transition from school into the real world. And you yes. know, freelancing is so hard. And when you're at school, you have like a carrot in front of you. You have something to bite on. You have your teachers to push you and your like colleagues to kind of motivate you. How was that transition from leaving school and kind of being in the big wide world for you? Oh my goodness. It was scary. It was horrible. Um, I was really young. So I, well, I feel I was very young. I went to train from 16 to 19, which um, a lot of people do. And then I graduated and kind of knew I needed to make that big uh, leap to move to London which is scary in itself because I was kind of be- based up in Bedford where my the college was where I was training um, I felt totally alone I'm not going to lie mm. I felt a little bit it was just so daunting I had no idea really where to begin and how to begin where to start all I knew was okay I need to go to as many auditions as I possibly can um, and just try and get a feel for it I just knew no one in the industry so I felt really um, yeah, just kind of alone and a bit of an outsider in a sense, because, you know, so yeah. many people who um, begin their career, they kind of know people in the industry or they've yeah. been taught by certain people. Um, so I definitely found it very, very, very um, challenging just to kind of get my foot in the door. And that took quite a long time. Yeah. And when you kind of did get that going, what were your like motivations? It can be very difficult you know because up to you you have to take yourself to class you have to take yourself to places what motivated you what tactics did you use to kind of make sure that you were doing the things (laughs) yeah um I mean back then it was totally 10 10 years ago it was totally different um class wasn't what class is now so that was kind of it was nice because I could actually go to class and take class and you know there was no such thing as recording it or really or um, it was just there for training purposes. I didn't feel masses of pressure, which was lovely. So um, obviously class kept me going, but I was a very much, re- I was very realistic for myself. Um, I didn't have crazy funds and, you know, I didn't have parents who could afford to back me. So I couldn't take class as much as I would have liked to. And I also had to work a very full-time job in order to pay for me to go to auditions and pay yeah. for those outfits or, you know, um, dance class whatever it may be so I worked full-time I actually kind of landed lucky on my I guess um I worked for a West End club um back mm. then which was in part on Park Lane in London nice. and I, yeah I started as a door girl um I was a friend you know a friend kind of introduced me and I remember I said oh yeah I'm a, I'm a dancer and da, 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 like you do and they had dancers there, but they wanted it obviously to be spruced up. And they kind of just said, you know, like, I think we could do with a fresh pair of eyes. So I took the job and I kind of became mother hen and I did all the organizing and the rotors and the costumes. And I made sure that the girls were okay every single night, but I was there every single night from uh, 10 PM, I'd say 10, I'd usually get there and I could be there till four in the morning. I'd get home five sometimes. And then I would then have to get up and go to an audition for 10 o'clock the next morning. Staggering, <laughs> staggering. Which was mental. But at the time I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for a year. And that is my motivation. And in, mm. within this year, I want to book, be booking, starting to get, get, get a few jobs. And that was kind of what kept me going. Um, and then after that year had finished, I was like, okay, that's enough now. Yeah. I need to step away from that and I need to focus. And I put myself financially in a better position. Um, so obviously that was a very long time of me going <laughs> in a nutshell. Um, 
what kept me motivated was I was on a job that I fully appreciated and financially appreciated. However, I knew that that's not what I wanted to do. So that was actually the motivation for me yeah. to book those jobs and get my ass to those auditions mm. in those early mornings. So I always, I'm a bit of a preacher when it comes to stuff like that. Like, you know, in the beginning, you're not always going to, you know, you have to sacrifice a little bit, I think, in order to keep motivated towards the end goal. Yeah, no, and I think it's, it's, and you raise a really important thing. I think that's something that's just not really talked about is having a side hustle. Like you have to, you have to get like put food on the table and pay your bills and you have to do what you can to survive. And it's good that you kind of got a job where you were in, like you actually learned some skills and you were like in charge and you, I'm sure, you know, there was a, that was probably quite fulfilling because you actually had some input you know you had something to do rather than kind of just being aimless but it is so hard and that's something that's just not really talked about is that yeah yeah, you're a dancer but actually I do this on the side I do that on the side and this is what actually pays the bills yeah we think that well I felt anyway at that age at 19 I kind of was made to feel that you know that dance had to be my priority and in order Mm. to be a dancer that's the only thing I could do rather than having a mindset of you know actually you can do multiple things and still be just as successful as a performer as an, mm-hmm. and as a dancer um so the side hustle thing for me was I had to do it because I, like you just said I had to pay the bills you know etc but um it's not spoken about and actually it's you know it's why I started so now artists because so many people out there struggle um and don't feel motivated or are demotivated and then that really stops them from achieving those sort of real performance goals um, which is sad because actually if they just had kind of a little bit of that in their training and they're like right do you know what I'm doing this but I know I'm doing this because that's going to get me to the next place I need to get to in terms of for that job um, then it would be a totally different experience rather than just getting sucked into the site into something I don't want to do yeah and it is it's a balance yeah because you don't want it to take away and take away your energy or your drive or whatever but you need and you needed the support literally you can't live without it no literally I honestly I say all the time, I always have students who say to me, I mean, I don't teach full time, but when I do teach, I have a lot of messages from people, people I don't even teach, just people who may follow me on Instagram, who see that I do so at Now Artists, they message me and say, how on earth like, do I survive after yeah. I leave college or training? Because they're scared and they're nervous and it's uncertain. And you're basically, you know, if you don't book that audition, then that might be, you don't have any money for that month Mm -hmm. or the next two months. So sometimes it's so scary for people to initially go into that first step. Um, So I, yeah, I wish that there was a little bit more awareness with that, if I'm honest, because like you just said, there's so many, you can have a side hustle. There's nothing wrong with having a side hustle at all. It doesn't take away from you being an amazing performer. Yeah. And I think like, I remember the first time I started working as a waitress and actually I think it was an interesting transition. So kind of the first time I'd done that, it was the first time I'd like been around non-dancers actually, but it made me like appreciate my art more because I was like, yeah. this is what I do, but now this is for me. This is just for me. No one like, and it felt, it kind of made that art kind of go, I felt like closer to my soul because it was, it was my outlet then. It was my time. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. And it's what I think so interesting about especially working a freelance life like I have the utmost respect for kind of anyone who has done freelance I mean you've done it for 10 years like I did it for like a couple months and was just exhausted it's It's so hard and I think it's the it's having to be on it all the time it's fluid it's changing it's dynamic and kind of you can't really take rest because it's like well you're responsible for getting the next paycheck and it's I honestly I I don't know how especially at commercial dancers where I think it's more essential 
how you yeah. do it. And I have honestly, what were your like, were there oh, moments where hard. you, yeah, as <laughs> yeah. it, I was going to say, there'd be moments yeah. where you've really kind of gone, I can't do this. I can't. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, oh, this is me being brutally honest. You know, there's been, um, the problem is right with, you know, this of social media, everyone sees the highlights. So everyone yeah. sees the jobs or the glitz and the glamour, or they see, you know, they see that one job you got, they don't see the months that you haven't worked or yeah. the two months you haven't worked. Um, but yeah, the, the first five, I would say the first five years were beyond hard, like in terms of financially keeping afloat, doing the extra job while auditioning. Um, also kind of just trying to figure out the industry in a sense, yeah. especially commercial wise. I didn't feel very, I wasn't in a click or anything like that. So I found it really difficult to kind of get in there. And I also found it hard because a lot of people were like, oh, I thought you were just a model. I didn't think mm. you danced. So I got labeled very quick, like I got yeah. put in a pigeonhole very quick. Um, but yeah, it was really, really hard. And I think you have to have so much grit to get through it because there's things you will sacrifice and miss. Like I remember I used to miss weddings, just birthdays of fr- friends and families I loved, or, you know, just be- to go to an audition. And I might not even get that job, but I've missed someone's wedding in order to go to that audition, you know, yeah. like in the beginning, beginning. And that's um, just, that's it. You know, it's not even like, you can't even go to the casting director like, oh, by the way, I've missed this. And they're like, no. uh, and what? Like, so is everyone else. It's just yeah. what you have to do. Yeah, you have to, they just, you know, you're one of many, you're in a sea of people who are dying to get that position. Um, yeah, I have to be brutally honest, it was very, very difficult. I can't really say that it was easy. Yeah, I know it is. And it's, and it's not, it's, you're right. It's just the honesty of it is that it can be easy to kind of see an Instagram. And, and the sad thing is, is that you can have an Instagram full of content, but rea- in reality, like that could have all been from a one day shoot like one yes, job and 100%. that you've got enough content that it looks like you're working every day but no no that was just yeah. two days ago last year like days, yeah. yeah it's it very hard yeah and what do you think changed for you like you said there was those first five years did was it the experience that you got was that kind of the turning point that maybe made you had a bit more security and, and a bit more of a of a platform yeah I had a I had security but also I'm very much um I'm not a risk taker not well I never used to be should I say in the beginning so for example you know I used to do um after being at that club for a year I would of course I would do like podium dancing like loads of girls dancing clubs and Mm -hmm. stuff like that it's kind of just something people do you know um as my bread and butter money you know safe money if I didn't have like a couple of jobs come in that month I still could pay my rent I could still pay my bills so but it's a catch-22 because I felt very much that I got sucked into that not sucked into Mm -hmm. the world but you know you are tired and the next day you won't perform as well because at that audition because you've been up till ridiculous o'clock dancing in a club so I was very becoming very aware of I was putting my energy in the wrong place and I was like okay I'm actually sabotaging myself and it would actually benefit me more to step away from that and to be fresh and on the ball. And that's kind of when I started to realize after a couple of years, I was like, I'm absolutely just burning myself down to make the small change just to kind of survive rather than looking at the bigger picture in terms of like a career. Um, It sounds mental, but you know, like your sleep and your, your, your lifestyle affects how you perform and of course and how you audition. Mm. So that was a big thing for me. But actually, it was when my turning point was, <laughs> I was actually with a friend of mine. And I said to her, if I get this job, I think it was a Marks and Spencer's commercial mm. I'd gone for. And I said, you know, if I get this job, I'm going to take that as a sign from the universe that 
I need to just give up doing what I'm doing. So like the clubs and da 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 da, and I need to just focus on jobs, like you know, dance jobs, acting jobs, modeling jobs, whatever. But I want to be constantly working. I don't want to have to rely on a, a back job. Yes, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, and I got the job. And since that day, I was like, right, that's my sign. Thank you very much. And I'm now going to say no from now on. Because I'm, I'm the sort of person who would do like four jobs in a day, three jobs. Yeah. At one point, I was doing three jobs in a day. Gosh. And not necessarily the jobs I wanted. So, yeah. you know, they, but they're just to make the money. But then mm. it, ta- it stops you from actually developing into the, the job, the realms and jobs that you should, you want to do yeah. long term. That sounds a bit mental, but I hope that makes sense. No, it does. And it, and it like, it, it's obvious, you know, of course, if you are spending till four in the morning in a club, of course, your performance is going to be a little bit hampered the next day. Like oh, yeah. no one would say that's a, that's going to be really good for you, but it is what you have to do to survive. And you're right. It's yes. got to be such yeah. a fine line between safety and like security but also like am I reaching my full potential yeah and am I reaching those goals that I trained and worked my butt off for however many other yeah. years ago so that was like a realization as well where I was like okay I know I can do this but right now I feel I'm not giving myself the opportunity to do it because I'm actually just so stressed about paying my rent that I'm putting that as a priority first mm, <laughs> it's crazy because like you know like it's like limbo isn't it you just don't know so you might get a job you might not get the job and then that totally determines like oh well can I pay my bills mm. <laughs> yeah yeah of course so, and it's it's an amazing thing that you that kind of universe told you and like that's it's like it is fate I do think some things you have to kind of yes, ultimately 100%. give in to the universe and be like I I need a sign yeah, I'm a true believer in everything happens for a reason. And I'm an absolute believer in timing. So don't get me wrong. There's been moments where I've been like, you're kidding me. Like, and I want to, you know, and I'm like, I'm annoyed with it. But they say everything happens for a reason. So when I've had no's to big jobs I wanted, I've been like, do you know what? It sucks, but something else is going to come along. And every time something's come along, that That's is good. better. So, you know, um, but of course we all have our moments where we're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted that job so badly. Yeah. <laughs> and like, obviously with, this is, this is kind of talking about the ups and downs of, you know, being busy, being not busy, just a natural like careers, highs and lows, but also on the emotional side, like it's such a roller coaster. You can go from oh, like massive. performing, massive. yeah, getting your best job and like doing the work you love. And then you're still in the club that night working the podium, or you've just yep. been rejected seven times that day and you're still in the club on the podium. You know, it's, it's, it's not the worst yep. thing, I guess. It's very humbling because it's a very like level playing field, but how did you deal with that emotionally? That's a really good question, um, which I think took me many years to figure out. Um, mm. And uh, and I'm not going to lie, lots of going backwards and forwards with myself as well. Um, how did I figure that out? Um, emotionally for me, I think that when I really, really figured it out was when I moved to LA and I was, so it was the first time in a couple of years where I'd actually was like, right, okay, I might have a couple of months where I don't work because I'm new, no one knows me here that's the way the cookie crumbles. I can't just expect to land and be booked on a world tour in 10 seconds. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Some people it does and that's amazing. Um, <laughs> but you know, it doesn't happen for every single human. So I was very well aware that I may have some downtime. Um, but when you have downtime and you are, and you've been busy, 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 busy for years and years, you haven't really given yourself to your yourself time to catch up. Mm. Like I had a volcano of emotions <laughs> hit me and also like you know you build yourself up and then rejection um it might even just take one person to say no to you and it it launches all these feelings yeah, that yeah. maybe from years before so I really felt I think at about 26 
25 that's when it really hit home for me that I hadn't really dealt with some of the emotional hang-ups I had Mm. in terms of when I first started trying to work um you know like all the natural things we all have um a little bit of insecurity a bit of the rejection obviously sucked um that's something I had to really had to tackle um and now I feel like I have mentally tackled it has changed so much for me for example like you know you go to an audition maybe you don't get it but you think you're gonna get it and then you dwell on it for god knows how long mm. beat yourself up about it and now like I'll go in give my best and if it my best isn't enough and I'm not the right fit for them then I walk away and go I did my best that's all I could do and I never think about it again yeah it doesn't affect me emotionally and it doesn't affect me mentally afterwards which I feel a lot of performers do to themselves um so but there's so many different elements to it I mean I sacrifice a lot of like personal um you know I was always in relationships stuff like that and then I was like no it needs to be myself foot first for a change yeah. so I feel like performers don't get you know they don't really get a pat on the back like they no, have to sacrifice no. a lot like you know you've moved to Berlin um moving to different countries um that's hard in itself especially if you're not like yeah, you're in a contract which is amazing because you obviously have people there which you yeah think. yeah yeah which you you see people which is mm. lovely but I think when you're commercial and you do yeah a foreign country, it's very hard yeah um, there's like no community it's not like you're around people that you no. have to see it, yeah it must be so difficult no it's hard it's totally different to being in a contract like, I used to love actually when I did my first couple of even though they're only short contracts but I did like um just under three months I did dance 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 in mm. Germany twice and I did it in Holland um I loved that job. It's the hardest job I've ever done, but I loved it because I was constantly with like a little family, like a team. And I've never experienced that because I was always on quick jobs and short jobs. Yeah. Um, And also talking to other dancers and realizing they're emotionally going through kind of similar things to you or me, you know? So that was a massive thing, which I really found comfort in, which was nice for a change rather than just battling it alone. Uh, So yeah, I mean, I think, again it stems from training I think if emotionally and we were a bit more kind of built up you know to be ready to tackle the the hurdles we're going to come up against emotionally it'd be a lot better for all of us yeah no and I think you're right and actually it's interesting what you said that you kind of you gave yourself permission to be like I'm not going to get work like I you allowed yourself you're not going to give yourself a hard time for not getting that work and it's actually you know giving yourself permission it sounds silly but actually I think it's important because then it doesn't feel like you're not doing enough you don't feel inadequate because you're like no I know but this is what life is right now and you have to really allow yourself to be like no this is this is life and I'm not going to do that and if you start that narrative in your head I think yeah it kind of it perpetuates and you do build that that grit yeah and also the pressure it's like you know um I felt a ton of pressure on my shoulders um and a lot of people said oh you know but you're working loads in Europe why would you want to go over there because you know starting from scratch again especially like you know when you're a bit older Mm. um and I just was like why do I place so much um care on everyone else's opinion like I'd always spent a lot of time giving over my validation to someone else like I would allow you know well you know yeah I don't even need to go into it but that was something else that like really clicked for me and something that took a long time to kind of figure out and go do you know what I need to be able to give myself value I don't need to you know I know what I'm good at I know what I'm not good at and I'm more than happy to give myself a pat on the back when I need to um and give myself a talking to when I need to but I think when you give all the power to someone else you know for example if you don't get that job and you get rejected you can just absolutely destroy yourself in no 
moments <laughs> yeah no I completely agree and that's definitely and maybe it is I guess it's hard because school is school you can't really change it but you know at school you you seek approval of your teacher or the director or yeah. whoever's taking that class and when you leave school you kind of still have that mentality you're like right where's my teacher who's going to give me a gold star who's going to like do that and it doesn't exist and you're right you have to kind of suddenly give like take the power back and be like no I'm my own teacher yeah, like, I will give myself yeah yes. I'll give myself the gold star like I can't no one's going to do that for you you have to consciously decide that a hundred percent and like you just said you know I mean you nailed it we do we seek it from other people may it be the choreographer or we want to be the favorite or we want to yeah. be in the middle of the performance it's just small things like that isn't it it's like oh I'm, I'm at the front line like yes I did it <laughs> oh my god yes um or I've always I don't know I've always actually been quite not jammy but lucky I think because yeah. I never was the girl who had pushed to get to the front I was ne- and I never will be and I never will like I kind of you you know what I mean I yeah. mean in that room where someone's like kind of everyone's shuffling forward trying to like make sure yeah, they get yeah. picked um but I've always been the opposite I've always um the last actually I did I said it on Vodafone um I did a Vodafone commercial and I'm sure the girls won't mind me saying it because I was very we, I mean we all laugh about it but they were the most amazing bunch of girls because we we're all very different so you had like ex-royal ballet girls mm. you had a contemporary girl you had a con- uh, gymnast who's now more cool. um very technical dancer a voguer who was incredible mm-hmm. and then um we had the main girl who was an actress and she was doing like the most amazing job trying to learn she's learning how to dance but with five people swarming yeah. her at the same time and then me who's like more commercial and we all got put together and we all just thought this is this this can't be right like yeah. this is really odd and we all felt very on tender hooks we were like someone's gonna they're gonna get rid of one, one of us because we don't match like we're not all the same and we just all felt a little bit like oh my god oh my god and then when we started to rehearse in our rehearsal period, you know, it showed so quickly our different training because some of the girls were so quick because it was their, their vibe, mm. it was very contemporary. We're like, you know, they're in every single um, segment. And I was like, I said to one of the other girls, because she got a little bit upset and she said, you know, oh my God, are they going to cut us? Because we're not like in this bit and that bit and that bit. And I said to her, I'm literally in one section. I said, honestly, I promise you, don't get upset. Things will always change. This might not be what it is when we go and shoot it. Mm. And of course, because I've said that, we went out there and I was the one who ended up in, I think me and one of the other girls, Emma, like ended up in every, like more or less every scene. And I was the one who was, I remember being doing like a uh, 15 hour day night shoot. And all the other girls were like, how has this happened? Like you were the one who was in one thing and now you've ended up in everything. And I'm like, I don't know because you just never know, but I just never push forward. And also same with camera time. Like I've just always been lucky. Like someone would be like, how did you end up next to the artist? I'm like, I, it, honestly, we've stood in a line in rehearsals and it's just worked out that way. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where I've landed after two counts of walking of eight, you mm. know, or whatever. It, it is. is. And it's like important to acknowledge that as well, that like luck is a lot to do with it. You know, you can be the hardworking, most talented girl in the room, but like yeah. it is luck and you can't, you can't control that. No, it is purely luck. And sometimes, of course, sometimes Corrigan will put their favourites in, yeah. you know, spots. And we all go, oh, I wish I was that dark. I wish mm. that was me. I wish that was me. But I kind of, again, with that, I did that for years. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just happy to be a part of the whole picture and the yeah. whole, ski- like the whole vision and the whole experience. Like if I'm in a shot, fantastic. But if I'm not, I'm not going to go home and like destroy the job because I yeah. want to enjoy the job and rather than focusing it on me, 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 me. I want it yeah. to be about the whole experience. 
Yeah. And I think it's, it goes a kind of a bit back to what you were saying about when you were working on dance, dance, dance. It's that team spirit. And I think, because it's, it is an independent, everyone's their own individual. Yeah. So you can like, it's, it, it is quite a selfish thing that we, that dancing, dancing is a selfish thing we do. So I think if you do like, can change it to a team and when you have those opportunities, when you are in a team, if it's a big cast or yeah, you're doing a long contract together or, you know, just doing a small thing, like a day shoot, that does make it like such a different experience when, when you yeah, have that team mentality. It really does. And also with, even with auditions, like if you see, I used to always be very, I used to always think if that was me, I hope someone would do that for me. For example, if a girl walks in the room late and she's clearly had a stressful morning, like we've all been there, we've all had it done. Yeah. We all like miss the train or maybe our train's been stopped, delayed, and when mm. you get flustered and you're on the way to this audition, you're stressing out, you're overthinking it, and then you've missed, say, like the first two eights, mm. and then you're playing catch up. I would be the first girl in the room to go to that girl and teach her it, even yeah. if I don't know it that well. But I would just go, oh, by the way, I think it's da 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 da. But so many people would go, this is the me show, me moment, and mm. I'm not going to help her or anyone out but me because I'm here for me. Oh, and you're <laughs> right. And those people make, and I've literally done that before. I remember like being in pineapple and going to the wrong casting, like going upstairs, waiting in the line, and then be like, yeah. this isn't my casting, and like ran downstairs. And you're right. And it makes such an impact. And it's just like, why not? Like, why not help each other out? Like, we're everyone enjoy literally, the experience? yeah, everyone's in this together. <laughs> like why just don't like come on like we can we can be nice to each other we can be nice and we can be actually supportive of each mm. other that's one thing that I used to really struggle with I was like why does no one support each other in the room yeah. you know we're all in the same boat we're all nervous but yet yeah. we're all none of us will shout you know um, yeah. cheer for each other or because we're all so we've all been trained to be so yeah. not vicious it's the wrong maybe that's a bit of a strong word but you know what I mean Very yeah it's that kind of just cold it's coldness isn't it it's just not not always this warmth of like I'm happy you're doing well it's always like oh okay if you're doing oh, well okay. I'm not doing well it's like we take from each other but we don't like there is enough room for everyone there really is and you're always going to come up against someone and there's always going to be someone who's better than you and that's mm. in any career any job like that you're never gonna I mean that's just the way it is um if you're gonna lose you know if you do for example go out for a job and it's between you and another girl and that other girl gets it you should be able to congratulate that other girl you shouldn't hold a grudge against her Mm. and think she's the worst person in the world because she's stolen the job from you like I just don't understand it so you know but it it could be so much more supportive I think as a whole in the industry especially for the female I feel like the males support each other a lot. Yeah, you're so right. That is kind of, I don't know whether it's because I guess naturally they're normally the minority. There's normally not as many yeah. boys in the room as girls. So maybe they feel more of like a tightness because it's like, oh, well, we've actually managed to get just here. But you're right. I think maybe because it's all, you know, you never go to an audition where there's like 10 people. You go to an audition when there's like 700 people. So it is very hard. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an effort I think we should all try and do. Yeah, for sure. 100%. And moving on, I kind of, you touched upon it about a little bit already, but I was listening to you on Kane Silver's Ins and Out podcast. And you talked a lot about branding, about, you know, investing in yourself and making sure that you kind of know who you are as an individual, obviously now more than ever. And again, especially in commercial world, you know, your Instagram has worth. It's, it's who you are. It's like, you know, your business card. So how do you work on that? And like kind of what's your advice for, for knowing your brand and, and working for it? Um, so yeah, with branding, I, I mean, I always say what I say is not gospel. So some people <laughs> this might work for some people, it may not. Um, I always think, I believe that you need to know exactly what you are as a brand. So I think performers, you know, we're artists, we are a brand. So when I say that, 
when a client looks at your social media or your website they are looking at you as a brand they're not looking at you as a personal yeah, thing yeah. you know um so i always say to people i teach or people who mentor with me if i if you were to look at your own instagram as a cl- as a client would you book you for yeah. what the, for, the, for the say whatever your dream job is so say for example if my dream job is stance for um let me think ariana grande mm. is that reflecting out in my social media yeah <laughs> or am I showing that I'm a ballet dancer and that's mm. all I do so it's like you know you have to show what you are on your social media so I'm not going to for example show my social media loads and loads and loads of ballet because mm. I have no desire to be a ballet dancer <laughs> in the market that I'm kind of trying to go for because yeah. sadly I don't have that technique I wish I did um but you know what I'm getting at so yeah, I think a yeah. lot of people get confused and they start to just post anything mm. because they just see it as content and they're like oh okay I'm just gonna post this I'm just gonna yeah. post that it's just a picture for example if you're posting pictures of yourself constantly in your underwear which is absolutely fine if you want to be like a lingerie model or you want to I don't know work with brands like uh I don't know maybe Agent Provocateur or somewhere like oh Victoria's Secret are you then a model is that where yeah. you're going with it or are you trying to be a dancer because I feel like things get very blurred on social media in terms of branding just be smart with it is what I'm trying to say yeah. like your bio doesn't make it clear what you are who you are what you do for a living or what you're trying to do for a living mm. or is it like i really like avocados and milkshakes and people like you know that's yeah not yeah a dancer or a performer then i just think that you're into avocados and shakes <laughs> yeah it's no, so it's black and white. yeah it does and how do you you know obviously it's difficult then and it goes like you know when you're a casting director then do you always kind of go for the job or, or would you is it easier i guess to stay on brand to yourself or do you think it's kind of better to maybe post stuff that it isn't as authentic but maybe is more like advantageous and what people want to see like where do you draw that line between like kind of faking it and being yourself yeah I always think you need to be authentic a lot of people can use their social media as like a cv so it just Mm -hmm. becomes literally them posting job 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 and there's no personality really behind it and that can backfire when it comes to working with brands where they want to see personality which is why they have castings because they want to see who you're what you're really like as a person but at the same time it's balance you can't just have one or the other you need to have a little bit of both um I hope that answers your question. No, it does. And it's, but it's, it's like, I guess anything, like again, going to an audition, are you going to dress super like sexy and have your hair tied back a really dark lip and like being really moody, but then you get there and they're looking for like girly girls, rosy cheeks with curled hair. You know, you just don't know. And it's so hard to kind of go, where, where do I aim? Cause the target's always moving. <laughs> the target's always moving. And I always think it's good to be aware of that. So be aware of it. It honestly depends on, this is where it comes to what, are your dream jobs like what are your goals yeah if you don't have the goals then how are you supposed to know where you're meant to be shooting Mm -hmm. you're just basically shooting into the dark which is what i mean when i say people just who just kind of post random content and it's not really going anywhere and also when a client looks at that they can see that and everything now is based on social media which is crazy to me before uh, 10 years ago that didn't exist yeah you're right you post whatever you wanted wanted of your dog or whatever but now it's the opposite so I think you have to just be smart with it and use it as a business tool rather than just letting it just be something you use socially 
Yeah, it's a strategy and you're right. It is, it's a tool, which I guess you just got to be aware of, of, yeah, of what you want, which isn't a bad thing. I think it's always good, I guess, to, you know, to, have, to be clear with your goals and clear with your dreams. But yeah, it's incorporating it really, isn't it? Yes. A lot of people get hung up on it as well and they get hung up on the followers, um, the likes. And I think that's quite scary. That's quite scary because mm. You again, you're giving your power, your value to someone in that is your value is in someone else's hands. Yeah. You know, if you get if you post a photo and it only gets 10 likes, that shouldn't feel any differently to if you get 1500 likes mm. because you should post that regardless because yes. it's just you posting it for you and your business platform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With um, having done as much as you have done, and you know, you've actually done a lot of work which isn't as a dancer, you know, you've modeled, you were body doubles, you've you've done so much. Is that kind of made you aware of maybe how the outside world and and I guess other other creatives see dancers were there ever times where people didn't realize you were a dancer or or they maybe then misjudged your stereotype do you because of that yes massively um rather than kind of just doing all of the same style of jobs I'm really grateful I've been able and been lucky enough to do so such a variety yeah um, but of course, I've been stereotyped many a times um, with dancing, which was, I think that was a big battle for me. I think a lot of people kind of assumed that I was this pretty model, which is hilarious for me because I did not grow up being the pretty girl at all, <laughs> like at all as a child. Um, and I never had like, I don't know, I, just, I you know, I, it wasn't, I never ever in a million years I'd do any modeling because I'm like five foot nothing. Well, I'm five, <laughs> five, five six. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. exactly a fashion looking body type either. So I never thought that'd be the case. Um, and I've been on jobs where, yeah, of course I've been stereotyped and they've gone like, oh, you can't dance. Like you surely you're just a model. And I've had to really kind of earn my place, yeah. kind of, which has been hard. That was a real struggle for me. Um, but there's nothing wrong with it in a sense from a creative point of view, because of course they, they need to put you in into their little boxes because that's how they see you and your character shall I say but it's very difficult I think when you're trying to break that mold so like I said for example when a lot of people thought I was just a model and I can you know that oh you can't do this you can't do that as a dancer and that was a real motive for me to go well I'm going to yeah like it or not <laughs> no yeah no it makes sense and and it must be so hard as well because like you know dance, no one just wakes up and is a dancer like, it takes so much graft and skill and and everything else that comes along with it so it must be so frustrating when you're like no like that's actually this is the side thing like this is the thing that kind of sprouted out of nowhere I am a dancer first yeah and some of the jobs I've done if you told me 15 years ago I would go absolutely not because mm. I'm so naturally shy as well yeah but there's a camera there it's like another person comes on to like flicks into not another mode no that's really interesting um moving on to so what now artist I love this initiative and I'm just I'm so here for anyone that's like talking about the arts you know we're so we're just looked at so much it's so lovely that you have kind of created a platform where we get a voice and we can share and just you know like be there for one another what was your like main motivation for that when you thought to create it so if I'm honest, the reason why it all kind of came about was I was naturally already, I was on jobs or um, I was with friends who are performers and dancers and we would just have these chats. Like we're having chats, right? Like we're talking like right now, you know, about the industry, topics in the industry. Um, 
and I would see that friends would come to me and friends who I would not necessarily would ever think they would have any of the you know problems because they've got an amazing career and like I said Mm. I see all the highlights um and we'd talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and I noticed very quickly that people they would come to me which was lovely because I was Mm. like you know um and I hope that it helps them in that time they needed but I would always say, oh, I just wish there was a platform. I just wish that there was a platform I could have spoken to when I felt like this. I wish that, you know, it was just spoken about. And that's what gave me the kind of motive to start it was just to help other people. Even if it's just, you know, like you say, like, it's just a motive. Like, yeah. it's just like you said with the, your podcast, like, it, even if it's just one person listening, mm. it doesn't matter. Um, so that was kind of what backed it for me. And also I was living in a foreign country. So I was really kind of going through the thick of it. And I knew that I was step, kind of not stepping up to the plate. I was, I was like, okay, you actually need to put your money where your mouth is because I would give all this advice and I'd be taking this advice, but I'd be like, well, I'm not sharing it with anyone. Yeah. I'm not doing any good by just keeping it to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I started the page and I have to say it took a lot of balls <laughs> for yeah. me anyway because I also didn't want people to think that I thought I knew everything because mm. I don't know everything and I only know from my experience so that was hard for me if that makes sense yeah no definitely and exactly how I found as well it's like no no I'm not pretending I have absolutely any idea what's going on but I think actually that's one of the issues is that no one has no any idea like no one's got it together no one has a crystal ball they can see the future everyone is just as aimless and blind as everyone else and like yeah. let's own that let's talk about that no one don't pretend that someone is more together than you because they're just not they're not and you think honestly I had a conversation with a friend of mine when I, she's a, an American dancer and I'll never forget that conversation because I said to her of all people because I used to see her on social media before I was friends of her and I, and I was a kind of in awe of her when I mm-hmm. first did a job with her I thought oh my god like you've literally like she yeah. is just had the most successful dreamy career and she's such a nice person and the fact that I got to be on a job with her was fantastic Mm. and the fact we clicked was even you know I was just so happy to have someone there and we had this conversation and she was telling me you know how she really felt and things she'd gone through and I just thought oh my god like she's gone through exactly the same as I've gone through but we've just done it in silence and we've just not spoken about it to anyone because we feel like we can't Mm. Um, I don't know if that comes with being a dancer and a performer or an artist that you feel like you have to always be tough and you feel like you have to kind yeah. of always be strong and you don't ever really want to be seen as weak. Yeah, you're right. And it's, it's, it can be so dangerous as well. I think a lot of suffering goes on because people don't say, Hey, I'm struggling or like, has anyone else found this hard? And yeah, yeah. it's, it shouldn't, it shouldn't. Cause we, it's so often someone else has done, gone through the same. Of course. And you've got, you know, how many people out there before us who have had amazing careers and every career is different. Every Mm. journey is different, but not one of us can, you know, just take 10 minutes to talk to the other and just be like, do you know what? I went through exactly the same thing as you and you're not alone. Yeah. So don't feel alone. And, and that would just take a weight off someone's shoulders. Exactly. And it's not even like, okay, here's the remedy. Like this is the solution. This is the solution. It's like, actually, no, just, just know that it, it will end. Like you'll get through it. Like yeah. that's, I think sometimes it can be so like so powerful just being like oh okay but it ended like this will this will be this will pass 100 <laughs> percent, and everything will pass it's, mm. every, every, everything is temporary everything um but we i don't know about you but i'm definitely one of those who used to i'd sit in it and in the sense of you know when something did happen i'd really really like submerge myself into it and the feeling of it and i'd be 
beating myself up about it and it would just ruin my whole week or my whole day or whatever it just take over my whole head basically when realistically I could have just taken power of it and control of it and just kind of acknowledged it and gone oh my god Hannah you're not alone in this situation loads of people have gone through this like you're just being a bit hard on yourself you need to just like have a moment and then get over it (laughs) you're right and I I think it's such a good thing and I'm so glad pages like that exist because it's your that's it it's just as simple as sharing and being like you're not alone don't worry yeah don't worry and also there's always a solution like we always think we always get so hung up in that present moment we forget that there will always be a solution there'll always be a forward step but we just don't think about that in the in the moment we think our whole life's ended because we didn't get the x-factor job or we didn't get the whatever and then next thing you know another job comes up and you're happy as larry yeah it is yeah it's, and I swings and roundabouts. No, and I always think like I'm I'm worrying about the future right now, but in the future I'll be worrying about the future. So it's like just you're it's perpetual and it's such a cycle. And like just maybe don't worry about the future right now because I think it will it will come and it will work itself out. Yeah, I was the same as you. I would always worry about the future. I would always get really really stressed about it. And also I would never be fully present because I'd constantly be worried about future or the past. Mm. Um, and I would just carry it with me all the yeah. time. And the thing is, if you're self-employed, this doesn't even apply to stances. If you are just self-employed, you're always going to be in that boat. You are always going to have the uncertainty of work or what's coming next. But you either can kind of let that take over you, which I did for a long time, or you can actually just let it go and go, do you know what? Everything will be fine. It will work yeah. out and what's meant to be will come and it will mm. naturally but we all get so hung up on it. Yeah, no, too right, too right. And yeah, I think it's, it's lovely to hear you say that. <laughs> um, I don't know if people feel that way anyway. Yeah, no, they do. No. <laughs> it's good. My last question, um, if you were to meet your younger self, if you were to see your like 22-year-old self walk into the studio or come into Pineapple or wherever, or base, whatever, how would you, what would you say to her? What would be the one thing that you'd kind of want to prepare her for and, and try to encourage her? What would be that one thing you'd say to your, your younger self? I would probably shake myself first. I'd probably literally physically shake myself. And be like, <laughs> oh. And then I would probably say like, oh, what would I say to myself? I'd probably say to myself, look, like I, I should have like looked at myself with kinder eyes. I felt like I really gave myself a hard time. And also sometimes during like the most, you know, amazing parts of my, even now my career, I didn't enjoy them as much as I could have because I was so consumed in the future or whatever else was going on. Um, I would be like, look at yourself with kinder eyes and enjoy it. Enjoy the ride and enjoy every single little milestone you get. So every single goal, every little job, really take it in for all it's worth. Because like, for example, I remember being on stage in Vegas, opening a show and it was on my birthday. And I used to watch that show every year as a kid. And I was like, I haven't actually given myself a chance to come down think about that and be like you have literally worked for this not worked yeah well you've wanted this since you were a kid and afterwards I came not afterwards I came off sorry when I was on stage I was actually laying there you know and you're like oh my god it's gonna start you get nervous you get like feel like you're sick I literally just led that and I was like you deserve this and this is fine but before that I would have been like oh my god the camera's gonna be here at this point and what am I gonna look like I'd be so consumed in that I wouldn't even just enjoy the moment so I would just say to myself enjoy the moment look at yourself with kinder eyes and also get some balls and just go for it I cared way too much what others thought and I you know and that's something that's ongoing and still you know it's very hard to shift but it all comes down to mindset 
so they, those would probably be the three points I would say to myself after a yeah. good old shake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. And that's um, something I'll, I'll take on board because I, I want to also have such an amazing career as you. You've done so well. And I'm so, oh, so grateful you. that you talked to me today. Thank you so much, Hannah. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, bye. Take care.